What's up, everyone? You are listening to Serving Tea, a podcast where we talk about all things tennis and more. We are your hosts, me, Jackie Fitz, and we also have to the left of the chair, Zaina Zaki Fitz. This is episode six. Episode six, and also happy Halloween, everyone. Mm. It is November 1st. We hope you had an amazing Halloween. Hope everyone's costumes turned out well. I just love Halloween. Oh my God, the candy that we have in our fridge right now. We've got Ben and Jerry's, we got gummy gummy bears, sour gummy worms. What do you call a bear with no teeth? A <laughs> gummy bear. A gummy bear. And that's it, folks. Thank you all so much for listening. Um, <laughs> no. it, it's, my, it's my corny one-line joke. Also, thoughts on candy corn. Can't stand it. Ew, candy Can, corn is so gross. Can't, can't stand it. You know, if you do like it, you never have to listen to us again. If you don't want to, just by choice. But no, yeah, I don't know. What's the What's the meme that you saw? On candy oh yeah, corn? it was this one uh, Twitter meme I saw. It says how to eat candy corn. Step one, throw it out. <laughs> like, <laughs> step two, eat a Reese's. But you know, hey, I agree with it. But uh, but anyways, yeah. So episode six, we're gonna be talking. A lot about our personal experiences being female athletes, some of the mental and physical things that we've gone through and experienced. Um, we're also going to be talking about certain stats about uh, just females playing sports in high school compared to guys. And yeah, we're just going to be talking a lot about things that we have experienced. It's some heavy topics, but you know, we know that we're not the only ones that have gone through some of these things. But yeah, we're here to. Here to talk today. Mm-hmm. We are. But mm-hmm. shall, shall we get started? Let's do it. So one of the first stats that we found, um, just talking about, you know, women in sports. Um, let's see here. So by their late teens, one in three girls who used to play sports have quit compared to just one in 10 boys. Also, multi-sport girls are more likely to stay in the game. And over 80% of girls surveyed who did participate in sports played two or more sports. So when talking about girls in high school who are active in sports, they're either doing track and field and tennis or they're, you know, they're playing two or more sports and, you know, girls who are only playing one, they're more likely to quit and then not start another sport. And I just feel like, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like to me, what, like the most striking thing to me, when you say something like one in three women are leaving the sport compared to one in 10, I feel like a lot of that has to do with representation just Mm -hmm. in professional sports. Yeah. Cause think about it when you're growing up, at least for me, like, finding myself in a character on a movie mm-hmm. in a tv show in sport like i looked up to serena williams mm-hmm. growing up because i don't know i feel like she was the one female athlete with tennis that was represented in all aspects of everything yeah. even if you think about it right now like all of the commercials that she's in mm-hmm. you're seeing her on multiple channels right so like for me, being able to identify with someone that I was always seeing on the screen was so important to me and what mm-hmm. kept me in my sport. So yeah. I think I was very lucky to grow up in a household where tennis was always 
I mean, my family grew up in the United States. We always preferred European sports. So whether right. that was, you know, soccer or football, quote unquote, right. um, or tennis. So mm -hmm. we always were watching that. But yeah. tennis, a lot of the time is on the tennis channel. And I don't know if how many people have the tennis channel. Right. I was lucky to have that in my house. So it makes sense to me why one in three women are leaving the sport because yeah. they're not seeing themselves that much in professional sport. And I also feel like with football, high school football, it's such a big sport mm -hmm. and there's a lot of people on one team and everyone's dream is just to play, you know, or go to the NFL or play college football. Now with title nine, you know, it's equal amount of scholarships for guys and girls in college. I just feel like that, you know, when a guy starts to play football at a young age, it's like, that's my goal. Yeah. And I feel like, I just don't know if that is as – I want to say it's the same for girls, but, like, for me, I just uh, – you know what Wait, I mean? You, so that's, like, my point even, too. Like, yeah. you jumping to football yeah. right now. Like, yeah. that just says to me mm -hmm. that – I mean, football is broadcasting every – It's like, oh, we're going to high school football games yeah. tonight. It's not like we're going to go watch – the girl go play tennis. Yeah, like I, I actually was a fall sport. I don't know when you were playing a high school tennis. Were you a fall we, sport or a spring sport? Um, I don't know. I think it was spring. Yeah. Okay. I for think us, it was spring. It was, for us, it was the fall. But like everyone would go watch the football game. Right. Like growing up, every every guy is put mm. into football because the NFL is massive. Yeah, and also like for me in high school tennis, we were so lucky because. We, you know, I played on the high school team. My sister played on the high school team. And we had a other couple of girls play on our high school team. And we were, we were a good tennis team. And mm -hmm. we actually had our high school, we, we had a fan bus drive Shut like up. an hour and a half to watch us play states. Because it was, wow. our high school was only a couple of years old. It was very new. So we were, you know, just all excited. And we had a like great tennis team spirit. Mm -hmm. And I just want that to be how it is at, at every high school. Yeah. And I also just like, even just talking about this is, you know, tennis is in the Olympics, but it's also a year round sport. Like mm -hmm. you were saying about the tennis channel, you know, I would love to also have more of a year round, year round exposure, exposure to Olympic sports, mm -hmm. gymnastics, for example, yeah. those girls, I mean, now they only have take the top four to make it into the Olympics. Why aren't we talking about gymnastics not just around the Olympics. Yeah. You know, it's like swimming and diving is a huge sport in in the Olympics. Also gymnastics. Like why can't – maybe that's another thing. Well, you grew up playing gymnastics. Or, or do you play I think you just do, do gymnastics. gymnastics. Yeah. But, I mean, like were you watch like what yeah. inspired you? Was it like you saw it on – Yes, it was yeah. – uh, it? it was like the gymnast uh, Dominique Mociano and mm -hmm. I think uh, Shannon – I think Shannon Miller – but it was just like there was just so much hype around gymnastics, yeah. and I feel like everyone starts playing gymnastics or playing yeah does gymnastics when they're like three years old, mm -hmm. and they do it for a couple of years, and then they go on to it's something. It's so else. funny that you it's say like that. Every, you know what I mean? And I feel like that plays into like okay. Did your I know you have a brother? Yeah. Did he play football at all ever or no? When he I think when he was like exactly okay. Eight so or like ten, every yeah. guy like goes into football. Because, a little bit different with my family. Yeah. But like. I feel like every guy at least tries out football. Every girl tries out gymnastics. Or like, dance or something. Exactly. Yeah. I tried out gymnastics. Who literally did one class with my friend. Yeah. And he like jumped out that really long trampoline. I don't yeah. know if people get yeah. into the pit. Yeah, into the whatever. pit. Yeah. So, but yeah, it all goes back to just how much you're seeing. Like, it's so much like yourself 
on the screen. Like I'm talking, like even with our women's soccer team, the USA soccer team, mm-hmm. like we're the best in the world. Yeah. Honestly, if I, I think what I'm trying to say is if I wasn't actively following soccer, mm-hmm. I would not know that the women are the best in the world. Yes. It's like, where's the exposure? Yeah. Cause like, the NFL, I don't follow football, but I know when it's football season. Right. You it's know like, what I mean? why, yeah. why isn't there the hype without with other sports? And, and, and just like the women versus the men thing too. Mm-hmm. It's like WTA versus ATP. I yeah. Roger Federer and Billie Jean King were talking about combining it. Yeah. And why do we have to have a, two separate, you know, two separate organizations for tennis? Exactly. And like, with us again, like we, I play tennis. Like I, I mean, I guess I played soccer for like one mm-hmm. season. I was like the only. I also played soccer guys too. Team. Yeah. yeah. So I guess I mean there is a point to that stat. Like if you play multiple sports, like you, the probability or the likelihood yeah. that you stay in the sport ex- or goes but, up exponentially. Yeah. But I mean, I if my family was not avid in that, like if mm-hmm. they were not huge tennis fans, then right. I don't know if I would have stayed in the sport because mm-hmm. I did not see it that much unless it was a grand slam. Yeah. That's it. So yeah. It's just like so much about being exposed mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. And like, no, yeah. I think a lot of it has to do with that because it was what one in 10 guys versus one in three one girls. One in three girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's, that, it's, like, it's kind of alarming, honestly. Yeah. And, like, sad for women. I don't know. And it I feel is. like we've done – since Title IX has come out, mm-hmm. when did Title IX become a thing? I don't even know. I don't even know the, the year when it was – Because I know schools were, like, all schools – it's not like all schools adopted it at once, or maybe they did. I don't know because yeah, I, I know. remember – it was the year before my freshman year in college. So mm-hmm. starting in 2013, mm-hmm. the UConn tennis team was able to get eight full scholarships because of Title IX. Okay. Prior to that, they did not have that, eight full scholarships. So That could be either a university thing for either funding. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's definitely for funding because, okay, here um, – Let's see here. Yeah, Title IX. It was effective June 23rd of 1972. Okay. So I definitely think that that was probably more of a funding thing for our university. Yeah. Um, yeah but definitely. no, but it's just, it's so great with Title IX because it's also introduced other sports because there's so many scholarships available for football mm-hmm. and you have to even that out with other sports for women. Exactly. And that's why I think like, you know, smaller sports in the United States, right? I'm mm-hmm. not saying tennis is a small sport elsewhere, right. but- like has been able to get more scholarships. And I know the USTA is really pushing for more exposure for tennis at right. younger ages um, and it's to all, make it more affordable. So, And it's also a lifelong sport too. I mean, for gymnastics, like you retire when you're 16, 18 years old, or if you're lucky enough or, and you're good enough to play in college, mm-hmm. you know, you, but you're still done. It's not like you can, it's not like there's really a league. I feel like yeah. for gymnastics after college, for tennis, it's such a it's a lifelong sport. Yeah. There, there was that one video with Rafa and the 90 year old player. Did you see that? I didn't playing tennis. See that. They were mm-hmm. playing tennis a couple days ago. At this, I think it was at the Rafa Academy, and Rafa was playing with one of the members. He's 90 years old, playing back and forth. Wow. Yeah. Went viral. I'm like, that's so cool to see. Yeah. How you can really pick up tennis at any age. Yeah. But I really just I I would love. For, I wish that every high school could have tennis courts. I know. Like one tennis court. I know tennis. It's just I, I I know it just needs to become more affordable. Yeah, like in 
in places where it's warmer all year round, you can get on a public court mm-hmm. and play outside. They're everywhere. Like in Florida, they're everywhere, mm-hmm. right? In California, they're everywhere. I mean, that's yeah. why Florida and California were some of the top states yes. for tennis. Florida, California, and Texas. Those are yeah. like the big three. Exactly. Because up north, I mean, I'm very fortunate that my parents were able to put me through tennis. But, mm-hmm. you know, indoor private lessons, like it gets expensive. expensive. It gets expensive. So I'm really happy to hear that the USTA is trying to push that. But, I mean, back to just, like, 1 in 3 versus 1 in 10. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of that mentally, like, okay, bringing it back to just being a female athlete in sports, Mm -hmm. it's, like, the mental pressures that I constantly went through and the mental battles that I had in middle school even, in high school. Mm -hmm. I mean, I kind of sprinkled at this in the last episode, but staying in sport in like your developmental years is very tough because sometimes you almost like are married to the game, right? You are, like yeah. I probably like throughout sixth, seventh, eighth, like when I started to get very serious about tennis, mm-hmm. every single weekend I was playing in a tournament. Yeah. And if you were not playing in a tournament, then you're losing out your rankings going down. Like yeah. it's so competitive. You always have to be playing. And it's yeah. like if you're not practicing, if you're not competing, mm-hmm. someone else is. Mm-hmm. And it's all competition. And there's even though there are eight scholarships per team, that doesn't mean there's eight scholarships available per year. Yeah. You might only have one senior graduating, and that means they only have one spot available on the team, one new scholarship. Mm-hmm. It's not like all eight people, all eight scholarships become available at once. Yeah. If you if your dream school has four seniors, and you're kind of lucky because you have now four scholarships available instead of one. Yeah. So it definitely it's 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 so cutthroat sometimes so you yeah. always have to be playing you always have to be improving mm-hmm. improving yourself and a lot of the times like I could not you know in high school hang everybody's friends. Hang, yeah everybody's hanging out on the weekends everybody's starting you know to like party a little bit everybody's just doing a little bit of growing up right yeah and every single weekend I couldn't do that it's like a social and, isolation kind of thing it is and I also feel like when you don't have tournaments everyone kind of assuming that you are practicing and you're traveling and it's like oh well you know we we thought that you had a tournament yeah. you know the amount of times I've heard that tech I've had that said to yeah. me and it just hurts your feelings it does so. and I remember for me like during high school I mean this was by choice but mm-hmm. I was and I'm still just very hard myself and like time management and everything and for lunch that was one hour during school mm-hmm. where I could do homework mm-hmm. and I remember a lot of my friends would just be eating lunch and stuff outside. We'd have like picnic tables and stuff, but I would actually choose to stay inside and do homework that was due yeah. the next day. Because for me from school, it was almost it was 45 minutes to an hour drive to practice. Mm-hmm. And then driving home, it was, you know, the same amount of time, sometimes even longer with traffic. But by the time I got home, had dinner, it was 8.39. It was like 9 o'clock. Yeah. And if I didn't spend that hour during lunch doing homework, like, yeah. I mean, I would – and I, I value my sleep so much. I'm one of those people who, like, needs eight hours of sleep. <laughs> I does. wish I wasn't. But, like, freshman year of college, I mean, I didn't know how to – I didn't know how to manage my time. People were like, oh, yeah, we have a test. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, it's on the syllabus. I'm like, it's not like, like what's the syllabus? Yeah. But, you know, you just – there's not a lot of guidance. Yeah. And I just feel like kind of that's another good thing – about playing sports and multiple sports is learning about time management and even just taking that hour during lunch to do homework so I could get to bed earlier and just be prepared for the next day. 
Also, if, but you doing all of that stuff, that's why people drop out of sport. Though. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like that is why one in three women, I mean, cause of both of us are women here. Like yeah. it makes sense why people, people are dropping out like that. I don't know what a guy feels like, but yeah. maybe it's not as bad, but women, I mean, I tend to be a perfectionist as well. I would do the same thing during lunch. I go to the library. I'm doing my homework because that night. I have practice from 5.30 to 7, and then it takes me an hour to get home, and I want to eat dinner, and I want to yep. shower, and then it's 9.30 at night. The last thing yeah. that you want to do yeah. is homework yeah. after three hours of tennis, an hour of running and lifting, mm-hmm. and then driving back home, mm-hmm. and then people are like, you know, how was it today? She's like, I'm just tired. I just want to go to bed. Yeah. It's like It makes sense. It makes sense. Because sport, I mean, I, looking back, would have mm-hmm. never changed a thing, right. but going through all of that in real time it's hard and all of my friends that weren't in sport it Uh just they had so much more free time on their hands I was like damn I really wish I could do what they were yeah it almost makes you feel like kind of like isolated Mm -hmm. but it's also like well this is my choice to be an athlete my Mm -hmm. choice to choose this path but it's also for me I'm like well do I just have trouble making friends and stuff but I'm just like no it's just it's just something that I chose, but I also feel like the lessons that I've learned with time management and, you know, just working really hard for something that is so far off. Like, I yeah. think that's one of the reasons why athletes have a better success rate in sales jobs mm-hmm. or in jobs where you have to be competitive with yourself. Yeah. So it's like we can see a long-term goal and know the steps that we have to take to make sure that we can attain that because mm-hmm. for as long as we knew, right, as soon, I started playing tennis when I was six, got serious about it when I was 13. Like mm-hmm. I knew that I wanted to, I mean, I wanted to be pro, but college, I wanted a yeah. full ride. I wanted a full scholarship. So we put in the work to do that. And I think right. that's the biggest lesson for me is knowing like when you take small steps towards something, you mm-hmm. can achieve like a really big goal. Exactly. And it's sad that one in three women are leaving, Right. you know? No, for sure. And I just also feel like having, playing a tournament, not doing well, mm-hmm. you know, maybe losing your first round and then losing in the constellation, then you have to go back to school and do it all over again and practice. It's like also learning, having, learning that skill of having a short-term memory and yeah. having short-term memory in the aspect of failing. Yeah. Like it's fail like, fast. Fail fast. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's totally okay to fail because sometimes, I mean, obviously for me, I hate the feeling of losing more than I love to win, but sometimes you do learn more when you do lose. So it's like, okay, yeah, you learn that, but Jackie, guess what? You can't sulk. You can't, there's no time for a pity party. And especially if you're playing singles, that is completely on you. It's also just like in sales. If you're not hitting your numbers, it's not the team's fault. It's your fault. If you're not calling up people, if you're not prospecting enough, it's like, that is, that's on you. And you have to be able to make a change. And exactly like in tennis, just because you, just because you might've lost the first set doesn't mean that you've lost the match. Yeah. And I just, I feel like that, that kind of relates to a lot of things. And, okay, so let's just say you didn't play your best in the first set. Well, now you have a plan B. You yeah. have a plan C. But you have that plan B and plan C before you even step on the court. Mm-hmm. And also, okay, another thing that just reminded me of, how many times, like at least for me, how mental of a game tennis is, sometimes I would feel like I would lose a match before I even stepped on the court. Yeah, I had the biggest issue of playing girls who were ranked higher than me anytime I play a seed. But it's like, I know I'm not the only person feeling this way, but I'm like, if I were to practice with them, hit up the middle, it'd be fine. But it all just comes down to the competition time and just, and again, another thing that you can learn, 
at that age is just confidence. Mm -hmm. Even though, well, on the draw, even just pick, picking draws like for March Madness for basketball, how many people are just like, oh, the one seed's going to win? Mm -hmm. It's such a mental game. Yeah. You have to be able to believe. And even just going back to Emirata Kanu, she was the first person to ever do it. What were the what were even the odds of her oh. winning the Grand Slam? Like zero. Was, was that even on like FanDuel or no, whatever? It's I called? don't even think. Yeah. How do you? How does that even happen? But it's yeah. like, that just shows you like just so much of success and winning in sports. It's just it all comes back to you and believing in yourself. One hundred percent. So mental. And you again, like as a woman, you mm -hmm. don't see enough of that. So right. when you're growing up and you're playing a sport, especially if it favors men more, I mean, like the NBA, uh, right? I yeah, mean, that's uh, another topic. Yes. Yeah, so I remember for March Madness last year, it was or just back to this article here on the Women's Sports Foundation website. It was saying also the quality level of their sports experience, talking about women, may decline. The facilities are not as good as the boys' venues. I remember seeing a tweet that went viral last year for March Madness. The men's weight room compared to the women's weight room. The women's weight room was like yoga mats, yeah. jump ropes, five pound weights. And then the men, it was like an Olympic lifting center. <laughs> I'm like, are it's you, are you, comical. it's really comical. It's like, well, if, no wonder one out of three girls will quit sports in high school. Yeah. It's like, come on. Like that was so upsetting to see, especially in a sport like basketball, that mm -hmm. me not being the biggest basketball fan, mm -hmm. I understand like men's basketball. I mean, I, I watch men's basketball. Right. Like, where do you even watch the W? I'm not trying to sound rude. I don't even yeah. know what channel that's on. Is it on the same channel? I don't know. I, I don't, don't know, know but anything. It's, but it's again, it's like the ATP and the WTA. Why, why are there two separate leagues for the WNBA and yeah. I'm not saying they're going to compete against each other. I'm just saying, why is it so separated? Also, the salary, the salary difference with the WNBA versus, you know, the, the men's, I don't know, the NBA. It's like, well, how is LeBron James, nothing against LeBron James, mm -hmm. how is he making like a hundred million dollars <laughs> and someone else's Like salary, Mary Stewart. Sal and, I mean, Grant, so Brianna Stewart, number, number one draft pick. And when I was a freshman, you were a sophomore, mm -hmm. she was a senior. But it's like, how are these girls getting paid $75,000, $80,000 a year? You know, which is a lot. But if you're comparing that to the men's. Same, same level of sport. And that's the one thing. level of yeah. sport. And that's, Come on. Yeah, that's the one thing that I think tennis, granted, I don't know what their sponsorship deals look like. Mm -hmm. But on the main, on the draws now, it tells you how much money each round you're getting as you mm -hmm. advance in you know, whether it be the women's side or the men's side for tennis. And it's the same amount of money. Yeah. So, like, tennis is one of the first sports to do that. Yeah. I don't know. And also yeah. for I, – I always remember just seeing some articles for the highest paid athletes. And I remember seeing it for women. Mm -hmm. I swear, like, 80%, 90% of it are tennis players. Oh, yeah. Women – do tennis, that is the one thing that they have done very, very well. Yes, is the pay mm -hmm. for – women's tennis players, but I would love to see that mm -hmm. be on all women's sports. Yeah. And also, can we just talk about, you know, just, sorry, just like change this real quick, but like just body image. Oh my God. With just being an athlete and lifting heavy weights. Oh, and for wow, me, this God. was such a triggering thing in high school. Remember with Tumblr and everything, and I really cannot stand even saying this, but the inner thigh gap trend, yeah. it was like, you have to have super thin legs and 
thighs and it was like all of oh, yeah. the models. And I remember being in high school when Instagram, Tumblr, all of these things, that was like the peak mm-hmm. of it. And oh, just yeah. all of like the Victoria's Secret fashion show. It was, you just, it was crazy. Like having to compete with those girls who get so much exposure, mm-hmm. talk about exposure, you know, women's sports versus well, during those, that time. Yeah, those, okay, that's actually, so the one USC volleyball star, her mm-hmm. name, Victoria, oh gosh, I'm butchering this. No. So she talks a lot about her struggles mm-hmm. with eating disorder and being a college athlete mm-hmm. because of exactly what you said, the yeah. exposure that, the exposure women get when you are a model versus an athlete. Like yeah. all I'm seeing on my Instagram feed, and if I did see it on TV, are female models that have the best bodies, the best boobs, mm-hmm. the best butts, like skinny arms, perfect faces, and society. So the woman from USC, what's her name? Victoria Garrick. Okay. So Victoria was saying how society, once you look a certain way, you know, you have these Instagram pressures and then you have to look another way to perform at the top of your sport. So like you said, right, like inner thigh gap. Mm -hmm. It's so sad that I still even think about stuff like this. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what woman, I would love to speak to someone who doesn't think about this stuff. And I would love to hear their advice on how I can stop thinking about this. But through college, it's like even yeah, like we would be Olympic lifting, and my thighs would get mm-hmm. so big. Yeah, and it's just and also just talking about like revealing mm-hmm. uniforms mm-hmm. in female in sports. It's like swimming and diving, gymnastics. You're in a leotard. Tennis. You're in a dress or a skirt. Volleyball. The volleyball. It's like those are other things that people don't think about. It's like. And everything that you also learned during that time in high school and college and what you, what your brain absorbs from the media and what, what body images are praised, mm-hmm. even though we're not, you know, we're not professional athletes now, what we've learned during that time still sticks with us. Mm-hmm. And it's just about what you eat and don't eat too much. If you don't sweat enough, you know, don't have too many carbs. And it's like, well, if you have a match the next day, you know, are you going to play? It's like, there's just so many things that people don't, like a lot of people don't think about because maybe that's another reason why one in three, you know, girls in high school. Yeah. I mean, when I was deciding on where I wanted to go to school, I went Mm -hmm. on one college visit Mm -hmm. and the head coach, I remember I was going out to lunch with her Mm -hmm. and I was getting a sandwich and I wanted to get chips. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to get this sandwich. I'm going to get chips. And I was like, actually, I'm going to get an apple. Uh-huh. And the coach goes, good choice. And in that moment, I was like, I'm no. not going to this university. No. Because when head coaches start to give you, like, seed some self-doubt yeah. into how you look and how they, you, what you should be eating. They are your tennis coach. They're not, they're, they're not your, your nutritionist. And yeah. no one should ever be saying anything like that. Ever. Like, do it's, they say that to men? I'm curious. I don't know. I really no, don't know. No, because they're telling them to get bigger. Yeah, exactly. They're like, get bigger, lift more. Yeah. And just get bigger so you can No, you the can struggles mentally that I would, I mean, the struggles mentally through college when mm-hmm. we would be Olympic lifting. And I know what my legs look like when I yeah. start to get very strong. Like, I bulk up. My legs yeah. get very big. But... What's idolized is the thigh gap and yeah. really skinny, long, lean legs. And right. like even in college, I would have said, I would see women tennis players that had like those long, lean legs. Like mm-hmm. most tennis players, even pro tennis Are players, six feet tall, five ten. Yep. 
and and very and, skinny and they're lean like, and it's yeah. not like we didn't want to be it's not like we didn't want to be in the gym mm -hmm. it's not like we had bad trainers there everyone was great it's just it's just something that's always in the back of our minds yeah that's something what it is. that we don't want it's just something that like we don't want and yeah i mean it goes back to what um victoria was saying mm -hmm. it's like to perform at the top of your game you were in the gym you're lifting like I love feeling strong, but what my body looks like very strong is not what is praised exactly yeah. for how women should look. So it's like that really, I mentally struggled with that. Right. I mentally struggled with that. And I know that's just my, that was my experience with like my body image. And like, mm -hmm. you know, you talk about eating disorders, like yeah. people, like you said, you didn't know if you were going to go out and play the next day. Do you eat carbs? Do you eat all this pasta? Yeah. Do you eat? Cause like, am I going to burn it off? I don't know. Yes, that, I don't know. That's another thing. It's like, well, if you do choose to have a salad and then you end up playing and you play fine, it's like, well, that means carbs are bad. It's like, no yeah. carbs. You need that to energize yourself, especially if you're going to be working out. There's just so many things that. Yeah. And another <sighs> thing that Victoria was talking about was like, you know, she would run an extra mile after lifting, like just constantly trying to fit in with what society says is beautiful, like for what a woman's body should look it's like. It's a constant battle and you're constantly thinking about it when yeah. you really shouldn't be. Exactly. It's like, I'm just, I want to play my sport. I want to be strong. Mm -hmm. I want to, and I think the narrative has changed significantly mm -hmm. since we have been in college. Like, I, I mean, college, the last time I was in college, 2018. So, right. I mean, 2018 and prior to that, I don't know how much of a conversation this really was. So right. I think women growing up right now, like, you're beautiful, what healthy looks different on every body, mm -hmm. you know? And I think that that's one quote that stuck with me. That's really helped me mm -hmm. is healthy looks different on everybody. Yeah. So it's like, as soon as you stop comparing yourself to other people, to mm -hmm. other athletes, then you can really start to be secure in yourself. So just, you know, girls growing up playing sport, you're, you're uniquely you stop yeah. comparing yourself to other people but sometimes in competition it's so hard it's so hard you want to be the one seed like that was me you know in high school and college too it's like yeah. i go in and i already think i'm gonna lose if i'm playing the one seed because i give them so much credit for mm -hmm. them achieving what they've achieved like i respect them right and you know? it's also like you're not only competing against a person across the net from you but it's I, there's also something that yeah I don't know if they, it could even be like, oh, they have a better back and they have a better forehand, yeah. they have a better serve. Like you're already comparing yourself just based off of their yeah. their technique. And it just, I feel like that that's a constant battle, but I don't know, just, just embracing yourself and stop having, yeah, just have, stop having those conversations with like, I don't know, just end of the day, just be healthy. Yeah. Whatever makes you feel good, feel good. And, for, and also now just adjusting to post- you know, college life. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like I have to work out every day. Sometimes like after this, I might go on a 20 minute walk, yeah. 30 minute walk, no incline, just put in my AirPods and walk. Yeah. Like I don't have to, it's just all what makes you feel good for me. That's what I've learned. What makes me feel good. Just moving my body. I don't have to do super, you know, two hour long training, training, training workouts, but like, I'm fine doing that. But I don't feel like I have to do that every day. But if you do want to do that every day, do, do it. it. Do it. Just whatever makes you feel good. Everything's in, everyone's different. Exactly. Everyone's like different. constantly listen to your body. And again, just like being women in sports, your rock stars. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Seriously. Just you learn so much from it and 
just try something new. Yeah. You know, there's never, it's never too late to try a sport. Yeah. And even if you didn't play it in college, high school, middle school, and it doesn't matter how old you are, you can still become an athlete. Yep. You could be 50 years old. Yeah. I'm an athlete. I'm a tennis player. Exactly. I'm a, I'm a swimmer. There's no age limit to being an athlete. No. And I know we talked about heavy stuff today, but I hope that what, any storyline that we had in our conversation today can help you. Um, but yeah, we, we love all of you. Thanks for listening. Thanks so much, everyone. Another episode will be out next week. Be sure to follow us on all the socials. But everyone, love you. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Bye.